Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night shir. I mean weekly. Hopefully that's from next week out of out of Shwus. Be a Shwush here. Do another. Shabbos we embark on a new t- new book of the Tata Khumish Khumish Bamidbar. Khumish Bamidbar formerly known as the Book of Numbers. Kudim, where Kaddish Baruch Hu counts Klal Yisrael. In the beginning of the Pasha, it says, Su'u, so the Aveda is given to Mesha, Su'u, as Reish Kaladatz B'nai Yisrael, second Pasuk, Mishbechesim Levesavesim, to the families and the fa- by the father's houses. Now, in essence, this census taken once again seems to be paradoxical. It's a repeat, it's a repetition. Besides which, on one hand, the amount of people in the entire nation and the entire nation meaning each single person no one counted as two each one was one, no more, no less simply meant each person is counted and valued equally account of this nature simply shows us the qualities that are common to each and every person in the census. Therefore it's important for us to know and to keep track how each and every person is there. On the other hand, Taylor says the Eden were to be counted. They were counted how? their families and their father's houses. Later we hear a calculation of each tribe separately. (coughs) The members of each tribe were counted individually. And then the sum of the tribe was added up. So by counting each and every tribe separately, obviously, each tribe represents a unique entity. Each one is different from the other tribe. And because it's different from the other tribe, it needs a different a different census. It needs to be counted separately. So we have these conflicting features of the count. The people, the individuals, the families, the tribes. But in essence, yes, it's on each individual tribe. And within that, each individual person was their own entity and was their singular 
into account. Which, of course, shows us the similarity of the members of B'nai Yisrael. It's actually not a contradiction. The Taylor's emphasis on the distinctiveness of each tribe Some tribes thrived in learning Torah, others in business. Each one had its unique path it took in service to Hashem. Not to highlight the differences between them, to express how all the unique features contributed to the one beautiful tapestry that God was putting together here as Kal Yisrael. Therefore, first, each one was counted as its own entity, separately. Then the totals were combined, each person holding equal value in the sum total, obviously. So they're teaching us the unique qualities of each and every Jew. What the Jew, every Jew brings to the table, each one individually, is equally crucial to make the nation as a whole. There's a halacha. That if there's a pot of one thing, of meat, so let us say, and a big pot of meat with a lot of meat in it, real meat, not just bones, and in it falls a drop of milk. So in comparison to the rest of the mixture, the Jewish law has the concept known as either bottle b'shishim, bottle b'rev, it either becomes nullified by majority, by one-sixtieth, and we leave everything alone, and we say that it is fine. However, if a piece of non-kosher food lands between a bunch of kosher food and we can't figure out which is which sometimes needs a greater nullification not just one in sixty one in a thousand or whatever it might be <coughs> in order to discount the prohibition of the non-kosher food interesting it does not make it kosher but it no longer something we need to be concerned about, the fact that it's not kosher, and being that it's within everything in between, we are allowed, we don't have to throw out everything. Obviously, there are people that would say, I'm sorry, 
tell me what you want, I'm not going to eat this. In case I eat the non-kosher meat, it's not. I'm not. It's not going to happen. Although halacha is telling you, Torah is dictating and telling you how you go about this, the person still needs to find a very big leeway in his stringencies if he goes about eating this. However, there are certain items that are more significant. And these significant items can never be nullified. Even if it was among a thousand, ten thousand, doesn't matter. For example, a living animal, a complete creature, not the leg or just a, a wing or something, but a complete sheretz. And anything that's called a dover minion, an object that is counted, an item that would be sold by unit, not by weight or volume. When these items are sold as an individual article, So we established that each unit is independently significant and therefore cannot ignore their presence. Even in one such unit falls into tens of thousands. More that seem identical, we cannot accept this. This is why the Shalah Kodesh wrote the Shnei Luchas Habris, wrote the Sefer Teresh Bixav, the Midbar. He writes, he says of this of this census that God instructed to be taken of the Jewish people. The count itself showed the prominence of each and every Jew. As I said before, and as a result of this specialness of the Jewish identity, Jew's identity, became an unignorable reality. Despite the Jewish people comprising a tiny minority of the nations of the world, they cannot be nullified. Because they are Dava Shiva Minyan. In addition, this concept of Dava Shiva Minyan, this halacha, is unique even in comparison to other possible forms of halacha prominence a live animal, a complete creature. These are things that their own entities, but they're not Dovash minion. Although these articles that we mentioned, the live animal, etc., the whole animal, or a complete creature, has <coughs> its distinction, it's noticeably special. But a Dovash minion. You might not even notice it. 
the only way you notice that it's existing is because we count it. We say, oh, there's one of those things. And the same way it comes to the count of the Jewish people. It was brought to the inner specialness of the Jew that's not contingent on what the Jew and how the Jew is. But do simply that he's from the chosen member of the God's nation. Since the time the Jews were counted, not only is the Jew capable of maintaining his unique identity, regardless of his surroundings, his surroundings can recognize and be influenced by his specialness as well. And therefore, the Jew needs to know his place in the world. And the Jew needs to know his value in the world. The Jew needs to know and recognize how God created, continues to create, and continues to give the world existence because of the Jew. There are times where we feel a little despondent. And we say, I... Because I'm Jewish, I'm being treated this way. Because I'm Jewish, I'm being neglected this way. Comes the Tata. Comes the Tata and tells us, Bishvili Nivra Ilam is very important. One must feel always that God created the world because of them. Atlanta, Atlanta, good morning, welcome. You got to mute, you got to mute. Yeah, you should be used to it now. After all the Zooms, you should be used to muting, yeah. <laughs> Stories told. A fellow that had a very thriving business. A liquor store, usually a thriving business in most places. And he had all, it was the, the liquor store, so everybody went, Jew and non-Jew alike, went there to buy their liquor and their wines. And he was doing quite well, he was making a very nice living. Until one day, Two blocks away from his store, a non-Jew opened up a liquor store. And slowly but surely, or even fastly but surely, he saw his business dwindle. And this once very prominent, very lucrative business was on the verge of bankruptcy. He was devastated. He was so devastated that he barely felt the cheshik, he barely felt the feeling. He had no push, no oomph anymore to get up in the morning to go to work. 
Here he is, in midlife, in his 40s, still plenty of gas in the engine, a bunch of little kindlech and it's not looking good. And that morning he gets up with a premonition that something's not faring well. And lo and behold, he comes to the store, and he finds the landlord is waiting for him. The landlord is waiting for him, and the landlord says to him, My friend, My friend, he says, I'm closing, I, I've sold the building. Sold the building, and therefore, the new landlord does not want to renew the lease. No. What's to me yet? This is the straw that broke the camel's back. Now what do you do? Mm-hmm. Not only the business hasn't been making money, now the business is totally shut down. For him to go look for a new location, to rebuild his stock, to remake the store so that it's fit for a liquor store, to start advertising again in that area, in the new area, mm-hmm. what's the plan? What's going to be? No. The next morning, he goes a long way to his store. His store that's soon to be closed. And walking the long way, he realizes why he never walks this way. Because this is walking past the competition store. And that's as depressing as it's going to get. Depressing as it's going to get. What should he do? He's already here. And he walks by just to take one glimpse at that thriving business that drowned his, that big business, that big store that was open as a mega store, and that unfortunately put him into this situation. And lo and behold, there's an interesting sign in the window. No, it's not the sales of of the liquor. It's not sale of wine. It's not sale of vodka. Thank you. It's a sale of the store. Stores for sale. He thought for sure this is a dream. Or someone put the sign up for a joke. But it says for sale. How much more ideal could it get? And he walks inside and he tells the guy, Hello. How are you? I am the other liquor store owner. He says, Oh, nice to meet you. He says to him, I see a for sale sign in the store, in the window. He says, Yeah, what should I tell you? I'm too old for the business. I built it up and I figured, okay, I'll build up something good and I'll be able to flip it. 
So I'm selling it now. I'm interested. Really? Okay. Can I meet you tomorrow at 11 o'clock for the, to find, plan, iron things out? <coughs> Actually, no. 11 o'clock, I have somebody else coming to look at this stuff. So, okay, I'll come at 10. Fine. And lo and behold, at 10 o'clock he was there. And by 10.30, they closed on a deal. And the man had not just a fully stocked liquor store, not just a beautifully set up liquor store, not just a location that needed no advertisement, he had it all on a silver platter. Granted, he had to pay, but it was so worth having to set up a new shop elsewhere. So in essence, HaKadosh Baruch paves the way. As in this story, he paved the way for this fellow. For when the day that he has to close, because his landlord is going to sell, he'll have a store. I, the Agmas Nefesh, the pain that he went through, losing his business, the business dwindling, the hard times that he went through. Yeah. You know why? Because if not for that, then he would have had a different issue. He would have had an issue of him being in business and struggling with the new owner again. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu paved the way totally so it doesn't miss a beat. And this is why and how each and every Jew is an entity of his own. And we find that in the first 13 months after they left Mitzrayim, the Yidin were counted three times. Rashi explains what's the significance of counting over and over. Chavivan, because they're sweet, they're dear to God. When you have something dear, you count them over and over. The famous story of the fellow that stopped the Rebbe by dollars and said to the Rebbe, doesn't the Rebbe get tired standing here for hours, handing out dollars, giving out brachas. I'll revert before that to a story of the Mittler Rebbe, second Chabad Rebbe. We used to see people in private audience and every few hours or even less he would call in the shamus to bring him a different change of clothing. He was so perspired 
that he had to change his clothes. And when I once asked why, he answered that in order for me to hear a person's problem, to advise them, to give them a blessing, I need to change out of me into them. I need to become like them. I keep changing back and forth and back and forth. Obviously, I'm going to get inspired. So much more so that Rebbe is standing and giving out dollars. And I think we know a drop, a drop in the bucket of the stories that happen by dollars. Literally. Because there are so many stories that I'm sure we don't know the story itself before the person came to the Rebbe. We don't know the story itself after what happened. There are stories that are documented, that are written down, that are videoed, that maybe some of the maskirim repeated. But not all of them, or most of them for that part, end results we don't know. So much so that someone could have come in front of the Rebbe and not asked for anything. Just looked with his eyes, so you didn't hear because he didn't vocalize. Just simply looked with his eyes at the Rebbe, and the Rebbe understood what he needed, and the Rebbe gave him simply a bracha, bracha v'atzlocha, blessings and success, with a dollar, sometimes a second one, and this took care of the person's issue and problem. So the person asked the Rebbe, it's obviously something very, very difficult. Does the Rebbe not get tired standing like that? So, the Rebbe turned to him and said with a smile, Do you really think that a merchant that stands with his box of diamonds, pushing his, running, running his hand through the diamonds, counting each diamond, do you really think that they get tired, that they get fed up with counting the diamonds? Each and every Jew is a diamond to me. How do you expect me? If HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends me his diamonds, how do you expect me to be tired of seeing them, blessing them, etc.? So the significance of this counting that God counts the Jews over and over again is not for God to know exactly how many people. God knew everything. but just to make their dearness known. Within themselves, hearing God counted them again, it made them feel special. Why? Because in this counting, in this census, 
As we said before, everyone was the same amount. Everyone was one. Nobody was more than one, nobody was less. And this means, therefore, that it brings about the quality, it highlights the quality that all Jews have in their background, education, spiritual sophistication, nothing mattered. The fact that they were, they, what they all had in common was that they had neshamas. They had the nitzutz, the spark of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this spark manifests as an unbreakable attachment to God. And therefore the Jew, doesn't matter what level they're at, what level they're on, each one is a special entity and feels and finds how special they are because they were counted by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And by knowing this, and by saying, I'm one, my neighbor is one, and the other one is one. All of us are only ones. What does this tell us? Not only we're each one one, we're all equal to an extent. If we're all equal to an extent, then how can I look at my fellow Jew with anything else but pure love? Love your fellow Jew as you love yourself. It's quite a task. How can I go about that? But this is ultimately the fact of us having true Avis Yisrael is ultimately the true preparation for Matan and therefore, Bamidbar is always read before Shuas. Because Bamidbar, when they're counting, making, showing each Jew how special they are, it's read before Shuas to show us how preparation for Matan the ultimate preparation is Avas Yisrael. The individual person that each and every Jew had between one another is in their own private domain. When it comes, each person, this guy's a cobbler, this guy's a, a shoemaker, this guy's this guy. Well, that was bad, a cobbler and a shoemaker, same thing, aren't they? Uh, water carrier, a wood chopper, wagon driver, Uber driver, pilot, CDC, <laughs> all the important people in our lives today, huh? But then Neshama, no matter what the other Jew is doing, how the other Jew is acting, the Neshamas are the same. 
So since Matan Teda, HaKadosh Baruch Hu bound his essence, where he says, Anoichi Hashem Elekecha, which is the essence of God, and he bound that with the Bnei Yisrael, with the Eden. Therefore, all Nisham is know of Echel the Kulana. There's one Father for all. So, therefore, all 600,000 Jews were equal. According to this, we also understand the reason why the preparation for Kabbalah's Atayr is obviously Israel. How do we call the Etzim Nisham of a person? Through Avis Yisrael. As we're still going to explain. The previous Rebbe, the Fidik Rebbe, repeated a word from the Balsham HaKadosh. A saying, a tater from the Balsham HaKadosh. About Avis Yisrael. And it said, the Balsham Tov said, Avis Yisrael is relevant even for the simple Jew. We know, for those keeping score at home, the Yemar Abrach is Vava Meralef, six side one, Tfilin the Mari Alma Maxiv Bahu, Umi Kamchak Yisrael Gechad Varetz. Hakadish Baruch Hu wears Tfilin, because as we know, Magid Varadi Yakiv Chakav Mishpat of Yisrael. Whatever God told the Jews to do, He Himself does. So he therefore wears tefillin. Whereas in our tefillin it says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeinu Hashem Echad. In HaKadosh Baruch Hu's tefillin it says, Umi Ka'amachok Yisrael Ge'echad Baretz. Who is like the Jewish nation, one nation in the world. So the Jews are God's tefillin. Tefillin has a tefillin shayat and a tefillin shareish. An arm and a head. Which each one is its own mitzvah, in its own right, and each one, in essence, has its own bracha. For those that make two brachas, then yachtzulun, our mitzvah still. Generally, not generally, many chabads, we only make one bracha, we think we have in mind the shalash when we put it on. But even those that don't have that custom and they make a second bracha on Shalresh, the Shalresh bracha is made quietly because it's a Suffolk bracha and therefore people should not answer Amen for it. Whereas the Tulan yeah, they make out loud. However, Tulan Shalyad must be put out before Tulan Shalresh. Because it says write as a sign in your hand and a symbol on between your eyes. So first of all, it says the Yadcha first and the Reshcha second. And secondly, most importantly, Kshatam is singular. 
is plural. So therefore, when we have the Tzvillin Shalresh in place, it needs to be plural, it needs to be two. So the Shayat still needs to be in place. That's why we put on the Shayat first, the Shalresh second, and we take off the Shalresh first, because you can't take off the shayat, then there'll be only one on your head, and that's singular. And there needs to be plural. Hey, you learn something new every day, eh? <laughs> the same is also the Tvilin of the Ebishter. There's a Tvilin Shalyad. Simple people, Mekayim which precedes the Tefillin Shalresh, which is the Leim De Teda and Yei De Teda. <coughs> the people, <coughs> people that learn and know Teda. But the Teda calls out by many Jews, Avas Yisrael. Not just to every Talmud Chacham, not just to somebody who is worthy of your love of a fellow Jew, but even the simple of simples, of simpletons. Because really, deep down, those simple people are on a much higher level than those in the intellectual ones. Many different places it's brought down that the Nashim Shutim um, reveal on a simple basis, on their own way, in their own belief, simple Pshitas Atzmas. Famous story of the Balshama Kodesh used to sit by, with his shul, everybody together. There was no difference, Talmud Chachim, a big one, and that one, or the simple shoemaker, water carrier, and wood and woodcutter. However, by Shalash Shudas, the third meal on Shabbos, only the Chavraya Kadisha sat with the Vashema Kadish. The simple people, you gotta stop shaking the table, you're killing my machine. The simple people sat in the Bismedish, reciting Tilim, and the Baal Shem Tov and his inner circle sat in a separate room on the side. One such occasion, one of the Talmidim turned to Baal Shem Tov and asked him, Rebbe, truthfully, what is it you see in the simple people? They barely know how to read they barely know how to say till them. They don't know how to open a sefer. Why? Why do you bother with them? Not only bother with them, why do you give them such credence? Shem became very serious. He asked all the Tamidim to put their hands on each other's shoulders to form a circle. They all formed a circle 
and the Hashem placed his holy hands on the shoulders of the two Talmidim next to him, for, lock, locking the circle. The Hashem closed his eyes, and if the Hashem closed his eyes, the Talmidim closed theirs. Please realize that the inner circle of the Talmidim of Hashem, each one of them was a very spiritual person. And suddenly, they started to hear the most amazing, beautiful music, song of voices praising God. It was unbelievable. They were literally holding by by colleagues and efforts from it. They were going out of their minds. The beautiful, beautiful sound. The harmonious sound. The melodious sounds. And the Bashem took off his hands. And it stopped. And the Talmudim were devastated. It was like taking the breath out of them. They were winded. And they said, but what was that? It sounded like we were in Ganeidin listening to the Malachim singing Shira. Hashem said, What you just heard was what Shemaim hears from the room next door. The room next door, the simple people sitting and saying to him, This is what it sounds like up above. This is what it sounds like by God. Don't underestimate. So this was the Vashemtiv's approach. Ibzusha Anapoli t- tells that the Alter Rebbe, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe, heard from his brother, who was on the Melech that was a Magid said excuse me that uh, the Melech Lezhensk was one of the greatest Talmidim of the Mazitcha Magid and used to literally be by his beck and call at all times and the Melech said he once heard the Magid say one time I was sitting there he called me over and told me Has you hear what they're saying in the yeshiva up above as Aves Yisrael is to love a fully wicked person just like you love a most righteous person. This word of the Magid is a step above what the Bashemtiv says. Where the Bashemtiv only says simple people, the Magid says even wicked people. Now the Rebbe said, Aves Yisrael, Migodl, the Migodl Ad Cotton, from the biggest to the smallest. 
that love like brothers mamish. And this is therefore av atzmis. And this is what it means when it says we are hafta vereacha komoicha komoicha mamish. Just like when you love yourself, you love yourself avas atzmi. And you can look in the mirror from today till tomorrow and you'll see yourself doing no wrong and you'll see yourself the most perfect and the most phenomenal person that there is. As we know, Akob Shoyim Chasa Ava for all the worst sins Chasa Ava love blinds even the person himself when he's doing something wrong doesn't realize it because he loves himself so much so in order to call out this this love from within yourself we need to really involve and deeply think into this this comes from Ava Atmos which is above Seichel. How do we cause this that someone, a second person, should be loved at such a level? There's two explanations. Avas Yisrael, Avas Atera, and Avas Hashem are one. Love of the Jew, love of Tera, Love of God are all one. Each Jew has Avashem love of God. So therefore, he loves his essence. Because we're like children to God. A child loves their father. Most of the time. The Mela, also Avas Yisrael comes from Abbas Hashem and Ayiv Masha of Ayiv you love what the one that you love loves and that's Abbas Hatzmas on a deeper level all Jews are one entity one essence which comes down in the Jew from different parts And this gives this is not a love for somebody else but it's a love for yourself. By having this love within yourself therefore you are able to love the other. Time restraints here. Okay. Pasha is called Pasha Bamidbar. Chumash is called Chumash Bamidbar. Pasha is called Pasha Bamidbar. Based on the first words, Bamidbar Sinai. And as we said before, this is always read before Chagashpurs. So we have to find. How a preparation Chagashvus is within the name of the Pasha itself. 
the name Bamidbor, and not just Bamidbor, Bamidbor Sinai in the desert, not just the desert, but the desert called Sinai. Seemingly, this is the total opposite of Tera, of accepting Tera. A Midbar is a place nobody wants to be in. A desert, no one wants to be hanging around in a desert. There's nowhere settling there, there's nowhere, there's no life there, there's no Chabad houses there. I mean, what, what can you do there already? Sinai comes from Lushan Sinah. Of hatred. He be scored only Yomar Shabbos, paid tests on the bottom of the first side. Tells us why is it called Sinai? She the Sina Leilam Alov. For the hatred of the world comes down on it. So that how could it be? Midbar and Sinai should be a preparation for Matan Tera. Let's understand what learning Torah is all about. Main preparation for accepting Torah is old control delete. One needs to old control delete themselves of everything around them. One needs to totally obliterate, become oblivious to anything in the surrounding. One needs to totally involve themselves in their study of Tera. Cut off from everything. Not just worldly things that are not Tera. Even within Yoni Tera that are not Shaykh to what you're learning, the subject you're learning, you shouldn't be thinking about. Learning is in order that lilmeid ulilamid to learn it to teach. Every part of the Torah is bound and tied into one another, but this is a second level of learning. Whereas when a person sits down to learn, he needs to clean his cleanse his mind, and only learning and totally detached from anything else. The Gemara tells us of, a, you know, of an Amir was asked a question on the sugya, and he said, I can't answer that, because I'm involved in a totally different sugya now, and I can't mix sugyas. And that's how it works. So this comes about in the concept of Midbar. Midbar is a place that not, it's unsettled. There's no people there. There's nothing there that can distract you except for a snake and scorpion and a cactus. That's how a Jew needs to approach Tera. To feel as if he's in a desert, there's no internet, there's no phones, nothing, no doorbells, no people, no checkbook, no checking account. Just Tera. Call me Shaina Isatsmi, Kemidber Hefker, and Yachalikne Sachokman Tera. 
Chazal Medrash says, anyone that cannot make himself like a desert of hefker of non-ownership, as we say, cannot acquire teda, chachma, and chachma teda. So therefore, in Midbar, when the person itself is still not enough, the person still needs the concept of Sinai, that little hatred. When one goes to learn Tate, it's not enough that he's cutting himself off from the world. He has to hate Klayachel, everything around him. He has to have a feeling that he can't connect with anything or anyone in the world. Because they all are a disturbance. They're all a mafria to his revolution, the revelation of the light of Tera. So this type of preparation for Lima Tera causes that the person can successfully be Mechabal Tera, successful in his learning, and then he can he can involve himself the way he should and also in the Lamed in giving over to the world his study of Tehra because it's not to hate God forbid the world but at the moment to just simply nullify any connection with it the opposite you want to turn them into good you want to reveal their Matthias, their true essence, not only for Teda, but for the entire world, to make a Dilayis Bach Mitachtenim with Beis Mashiach Sitkenu Begeula Hamitis Fashlema on this world. And may that Taka be, as we prepare for Matan Teda, hopefully, Mitchell, next week or another, we will talk about just that. The Yamada Vasakta Saita. Yikes, that's a problem. Okay. Yamada Vasakta Saita. I guess we'll look at the last part of the Pedic of Elon Nemrin, Pedic Shri, the seventh Pedic. The type of groups that are not accepting Tera. Amar of Yirmiya, Baraba Arba Kites, Ein Mekables Bnei They don't accept God. They don't accept the face of the Divine Presence. Katleitzim, Kat Hanifim, Kat Shkorim, Kat Hara. The class of the scoffers, class of the flatterers, we call in America Tukas Lekers. Kat Shkodim, the class of the liars, and the Kat of the people that talk Lashon Hara. And the, the Mara goes on to finish off bringing a Pasuk for each one of these groups, how destructive each one of them are, belonging to any one of them, whether it be a Meshav Leitzim, whether it be liars whether it be people that just look to flatter everybody to try to get into the good, into the known, into the people that belong in the higher uppers, 
or God forbid, God forbid, God forbid, from those that talk Lashon Hara. And this will tie in with the Mishnah, in Perik Shishi, Mishnah Hay, the last Perik of Pichyavis, which is the Shabbos before Shavuos always, Al Tevakish Gidulah don't seek greatness for yourself. And don't desire honor. Let your deeds exceed your learning. Don't yearn for the table of kings like the people that are mechanic, people that try to flatter to get to where they belong, to where they want to be. Because God for your table is greater than theirs and your crown is greater than theirs the Almighty is believed is trustworthy for those his employers he will pay you remuneration for your deeds in the beginning of this Patek, it also says, from many other sources as well, Tata's study must bring a person greatness. It may bring a person greatness. It may bring a person honor. It may bring a person position. We should nevertheless refrain from seeking these positions, seeking these things. If he is fit for them, then HaKadosh Baruch will give it to him. As far as honor, the Brisa teaches us we should not only avoid seeking honor, it should not hold it should hold no attraction to us at all. As the teaching continues, do not desire honor. As we know that your employer who the name on whom the Almighty is believed to pay you for your deeds, person sometimes thinks he has personal flaws. His state of studies is not of any value. This is, says in the Pasuk, to wicked, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, what right do you have to relate my statutes, Bechal? But the Brayse here is reassuring the person. Teaches that God can be relied on to appreciate our positive efforts no matter what level you're at. Ultimately, every individual will turn to God in Tshuva, will receive the reward for their positive deeds, and may we receive our reward this very Shabbos and find ourselves in Yerushalayim Irakadesh so that on Shavuos we can have partake of the Karbonis with Mashiach Tzidkenu a good Shabbos and Mi'at Shem Next week we'll have a shir on Shavuos.